Welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody, Doug Addison here. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. Things are shaking all over the world, but you don't have to worry. God is still in charge. God knows your situation. He understands things. And this is why we need to be able to hear his voice. It really helps when you know that God has your best interest at hand. And that's what's going on right now. This is why I release the prophetic words I do, the daily prophetic the Spirit Connection webcast and podcast, the things that I do are all designed to help you to stay in line with what God is doing right now. God has gifted me with the ability to understand times and seasons. And that means uh, it's kind of similar to the, uh, in the Bible, it was called the sons of Issachar. They could understand the times and the seasons. So I have a gift like that. And so right now, I want to give you a prophetic word and teaching today that is right in line with the time and season we're moving into. So let's get going. Lord, we pray right now in Jesus' name. We thank you that you have not forgotten us. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you that your word is solid and we can stand on your word. We thank you, Lord, that your love is still with us and that even though we're walking through some difficult times, even around the entire world, you're releasing something new right now in the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, one of the things that we need to come into line with, well, there's many things, really. I've been talking about, you know, overcoming the fear and the strategies to really break through the fear, the unloving spirit, and the spirit of judgment in the land that's going on. But, you know, I really want to go beyond that and talk about something that's more practical. And that is the subject of finances, kingdom finances. And we need more teaching on this. I tell you, there's been some negative stuff in the past, you know, where it's been a kind of a prosperity message or focus too much on it. But I tell you, biblical finances, biblical understanding of finances is still needed today. We need to have a balance to it. What happened is a lot of Christians fell into a negative or a uh, spirit of poverty, kind of pulled back too far from the message. Then others got too prideful and, you know, got into idolatry or serving money. But there is a balance. Prosperity to me is having the money and the time to do what God tells me to do when he tells you to do it. How about you? That's why I do what I do. I actually, uh, I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the mission. And the Lord gave me a mission a long time ago. I left my six-figure job in San Francisco. We sold our computer business and gave it all into the kingdom about 17 years ago. And we've been planting churches. We've been doing things. You know, I'd make a lot more money if I was back out there in the world. And, the, you know, but uh, this is what the Lord's asked me to do now. For the longest time, my ministry was in the marketplace. That's actually how I learned to do what I do today. 
I had a computer networking business. I was a MIS manager. I worked in the corporate field for a long time. Then I went out and started a business to where I was fixing people's computers and I was in their cubicles, you know, at work. And I would go to different places around San Francisco and other places around the world, actually. And I would fix things for people. And what I would do that, I would actually get words of knowledge and be able to give people words from the Lord. I learned something ministering in San Francisco a long time ago anyway. I had to speak in a non-religious language. And so my job was actually helping me back then. That was the training that went into my life calling, which was to develop prophetic evangelism. Now, this is way before prophetic evangelism came out, using dream interpretation, using the prophetic gifts to be able to speak to people, the things of God, words of destiny. So the Lord prepared me, kind of similar to what he did with David. David said he was able to take down Goliath because he watched his father's sheep, right? He was on his job, but he had to kill lions and bears during that time. That was kind of like with me too, and I believe this might be going on in your life. So you got to embrace the fact that God knows your situation right now. He knows the season you're in, and he's calling us to something new. So I want to talk about a few biblical principles. I'm not talking about get-rich-quick uh, schemes or anything like that. If it sounds too good, it probably is. And maybe people have been wounded by TV preachers who've overemphasize the wonderful gift of giving, not judging anybody here. I'm just saying, I don't know who you are, but there's many people out there listening to my voice every week have had these types of wounds that we really need to, to get rid of. We need to get healed of them so that we can step into God's financial kingdom. Now, God wants to finance the work around the world. And, you know, missions have been going on for a number of years, but that's shifting right now. And so God is doing something new, and I know that the Billion Soul Harvest is why we started In Light Connection back in 2001. After planting some churches, we stepped into this new calling, sold everything to go after this. And every time Prophet Bob Jones, who had the Billion Soul Harvest prophecies, he's now in heaven, but every time he would talk about it, he'd say, we're going to need a lot of money. He even gave me a prophetic word in 2008. Years later, we didn't know him at all prior to starting In Light Connection. We ended up moving to Moravian Falls, North Carolina. We ended up getting a relationship, building a relationship. But then Bob had a dream. In 2008, he called me and he says, I had a dream of you. He said, I saw you cutting into these wires that were connecting computers all over the world. And this was really interesting. Bob didn't understand the internet, but that's basically what it was. And he says, I was cutting into these wires and I was frustrating the plans of the enemy and I was putting in the glory of God. And I knew what that meant exactly. And that's when the day that that happened, the Lord gave me the download for a lot of the stuff that we do right now about working on the internet, about ministering on the internet. And it took a few years, but we're now at a place where God has really given us new financial strategies that will open up things for you. And uh, this is just one of my messages. I try not to focus on just one. I try to focus on what God's doing. But here's the thing. It was during the time in Genesis 25, Isaac, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? 
Isaac, you don't really hear a lot about, but there was a big famine in Genesis 26. Now there was a great famine in the land besides the earlier one from that during Abraham's time. Now this one was great. And so what happened, if you read Genesis 26, you'll see that Isaac got a strategy from the Lord. He didn't do what his father had done. He heard the Lord to go to the Philistines. Now the Philistines was the enemy. He went into the enemy's territory because he was listening to the Lord during a famine. And in verse 12, Isaac planted his crops in the land the same year as the famine, and he reaped a hundredfold because the Lord blessed him. Wow. That's what we want to do. We want to be able to step into a place where no matter what's going on around us in the world, even in a famine, even in an economic downturn, we could do what Isaac did, get a strategy of the Lord and reap a hundredfold. My wife and I, during 2008, during the housing downturn, we sold our cabin in Moravian Falls and we made a profit that year because we listened to a strategy of the Lord. And there were some things that you can do right now that can line you up. I'm not going to go into all those details, but I am going to tell you this. Right now, whether you're in debt, whether you're just getting by, whether you're, uh, you know, what, no matter what your financial situation is, the Lord wants to bless you, and we need to be able to receive that. Here's what we did. We took a few steps. Now, we were in debt during that time in 2008. We were in debt. We actually went in debt that year. I think it was the year of the year after that, 2009. We went in debt as a ministry. We went in debt personally. Now, we were trying not to. But it hit us hard, and it took a strategy from the Lord to release us from debt. But it wasn't just a strategy like Isaac had in in Genesis 26. It wasn't just the strategy of the Lord. It was actually activating and doing something about that strategy. That's the important part. You know, think about this. Noah got the strategy to build the ark. He had to still swing the hammer He had to still work and sweat under the sun and be made fun of. So it's not as easy as you think. You want a strategy from God. Sometimes the strategy is use wisdom. And in the midst of this, the Lord gave me and those around me wisdom. When you add wisdom to revelation, that's when things could really start going to the next level. So the way we really got out of debt was using wisdom. And we followed some strategies the Lord gave us, you know, stop using the credit cards. We started working extra jobs at different times. There's things that you can do right now if you really want to prepare. I know that there was a couple that came to me, says that we feel called to plant churches, but we're in debt. And they they had full-time jobs, so they got a part-time job with us in the evenings. They were in a different time zone than us, and they would leave their job and then come and work through the internet, or virtually for us for a year. And we were in need at the time. We needed someone who had their skills to be able to help us several years ago. And they worked for us for a year virtually after their job. And they were able to get out of debt and then go and leave their job and do what the Lord called them to do. Now, there's things that you can do right now. You can make some extra money. You can work on the internet. You can, there's just stuff you can do. Don't feel like a victim. That's what I really want to encourage. Do not feel 
like a victim. And so what you need to do is just ask the Lord for wisdom, revelation, and understanding on what to do. Now, the gift of wisdom and understanding is crucial these days. But now sometimes we got to get healed of our past baggage with finances. And I'm really excited. This week, I have a special guest on the podcast, Stephen Silva. You know, he's a professional certified public accountant for a number of years. He's actually been around in ministry as well. He specializes in nonprofit accounting, ministerial income taxes, preparations. But here's the cool thing. He's also leading a growing team as the chief financial officer and member and senior leadership of Bethel Church of Reading, California. In other words, this guy's spirit-filled. He not only operates you know, in the Holy Spirit, He's also got this left brain understanding of finances. He's got a unique blend of experiences, his training, his integrity that is allowing him to be a pioneer and an expert in the area of money. Now, as a full-time international speaker and author, a leader, Stephen releases purpose over people and the gift of generosity and financial healing. He breaks off fear, confusions, and greed from people. I just love this. So it's very exciting. We're going to get a dose and a download of a wisdom from the Lord. Stephen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, wow. Well, we know about your wife. Donna has been on our podcast, and she was talking about shifting the spiritual atmosphere over people, and she was part of developing the Sozo Ministries just to bring everybody up to speed. And and she said to me, well, you, you need to have my husband on because he's got some wisdom <laughs> and some understanding. And then I started hearing from other people about some of the stuff that he's doing. And then the Lord spoke to me. I mean, go figure. And then here we are. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Stephen. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I like to call myself a recovering accountant. I've been a <laughs> I've been a CPA for my career, and I've retired out of that just to focus on just the delight of my life, and that is to talk about uh, money and how the kingdom works, this kingdom economy, and uh, watch locks unlock, watch people break through and, and just, you know, help people get moving in their own kingdom economy experience. And it is so much fun. Yeah, I bet. Now, you know, I, I'm very right brain creative now, but I actually spent a good portion of my early life that I can say I really didn't enjoy in my left brain. And I worked, uh, you know, in the banking system. I worked in the, you know, credit management. And then suddenly one day I realized, hey, you know what? I don't think this is me. So I just <laughs> bless you if you're able to do this. I, I just love it when the Lord downloads strategies for the kingdom. Yeah, man. It's it's super fun. I I have to say I'm I'm surprised that you were a banker. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually no, I, a joke almost, but it's true. Yeah, that's super cool, Doug, and and I I appreciate that. Uh yeah, I've been through a bit of a pivot to come out of that uh, very structured compliance world. And uh, I had a wonderful opportunity for 21 years. I was on staff with Bethel Church and all those great people up there. 
managing their finances. And it put me right between the tension of kind of the spiritual, miraculous vision world with the practical, how do I pay the bills? How do I make this work? And and that's where I learned my uh, kind of this this other side of the world, the spiritual piece of finances. Yeah. Now, was there like a point where you had some revelation from the Lord that made that shift? Oh, yeah. It, it started, uh, I remember the very beginning, I was in a prayer, a place of prayer, a little room that I use, and um, I saw a vision. Uh, it was like a flashbulb vision. It just was still, but it just flashed. And I saw uh, this big bag of wealth big bag, which I assumed was gold and stuff inside, like a canvas bag tied and sitting in the middle of a room. And I asked God, what was that? And he said, that's the wealth of the wicked. And the reason I was praying that day is I was trying to figure out how to make ends meet in this early year of Bethel's growth. And uh, so I was just in that tension that I was describing earlier between the practical and kind of the vision world. And God gives me this picture. That's the wealth of the wicked. And, oh, I just, I was so excited. I said, God, what do I do? How do I reach that? What do I do to get into that, to access that wealth? And he gave me a second picture, again, like a flashbulb. And this time the bag was untied and spilled and things flowing out of it, pouring out of it. And oh my gosh, I said, God, what, is, what are you saying? And what do I do with this information? How do I do this? And he, he only spoke this. He said, teach my church capacity. And so that is what launched me in a teaching mind to begin to gather information on purpose, kind of before the Lord, and really study it and then uh, present it to whoever would listen. And so that was about 1996. And since then, I've, you know, just built some manuals and books and courses and things. But that's, that's to answer your question, when did it begin? And it began with that vision in Yeah. 96. Now that's powerful because there's a verse, I forgot the actual verse that says that, sorry, about, you know, the wealth of the wicked had been stored up for the righteous. And that is yeah. what people are expecting. You know, like there's some lever in heaven, you know, that God's going to pull one day. It's going to suddenly move, you know, to uh, our other bank accounts. But, you know, what the Lord showed me anyway is that, you know, this actually is going to happen, but we're going to need strategies to do it. We're going to need wisdom to do it. And I really love that word on capacity. What did that mean, capacity? Well, for me, I do think that God is continually transferring wealth from the wicked to the righteous. But wealth, and that's a very broad word for me, it doesn't just mean money, although it includes it, but it means many things like influence and inspiration and wisdom, downloads from the Holy Spirit, all of these things, family, and all of these real valuable things we have in our lives, probably what Christ would call true riches. Those things are constantly moving to us and they land in our hands. And uh, I feel that people fall into patterns, but there are two patterns. One pattern is able to carry what is delivered, and the other pattern is not able to carry. And so with the one that is unable to carry, 
I would call that a broken cycle or a cycle or pattern of brokenness. For the person that is able to carry, I would call that a pattern or cycle of breakthrough. And so if you took that pattern like a circle around and around and around and stretch it over time, you get rises and falls, rises and falls. But the broken cycle is lacking capacity. So capacity is the ability to carry what God has delivered, whether it's a prophetic word, an assignment, a calling, or it could be wealth, it could be increase, it could be influence. It doesn't matter what it is, but always that transfer represents power. And power always exaggerates whatever's in your heart. So capacity is the ability to carry what God has delivered. Wow, this is powerful stuff. I don't know if you realize this, but as you're saying this, I'm realizing that, um, you know, I've seen patterns in my life, like patterns where I would I would start to get a breakthrough, I start to get financial breakthrough, and then suddenly it would, would slip away. Is that is that what you're talking about? That's exactly it. You know, my message and ministry is built around the subject of money, but it's really not about money. It's about capacity and wealth. And like I said, wealth is far broader than just money. But we can really build an understanding and a skill set with the use of money that will bleed into or overrun into these other areas of our lives. And so, uh, yes, it's exactly that, Doug. It's about recognizing that most people have like a glass ceiling, that they increase and they bump into that ceiling and they, they kind of bump along on that ceiling, if you will, and then they can't carry it. Something happens, which the something is well documented in the Bible. Probably the single book that does it clearest is the book of Judges, where Israel increased and then was under um, affliction over and over and over again, even though God would send a deliverer that represents the blessing. And then the test at the top would determine, would challenge their capacity. They continued to fail. And so what would happen is you can imagine the decline. Over and over time, you get this wave pattern up and down, up and down, up and down, because there's a limitation to their capacity. If you fix that capacity, this wave pattern goes glory to glory to glory. It goes increasing like a stair step. And that's the illustration of a kingdom economy compared to kind of our kind of our broken cycle economy that we're many people are familiar with. Wow. And so I, I tell you, this is so powerful because of the Lord wanting to bring healing right now. And as he does this, you know, we can actually move into those places where we can actually hold as a vessel. We can hold his glory. We can hold on to the money. In other words, you, you know, you get a check in the mail and your brakes aren't going to go out at the same. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some major, yeah, some major shift. So, Tell us more about it. I'm I'm so intrigued, and I feel the Holy Spirit on this. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I could talk about this for hours, and I would love to. I just, I want to say this. I felt like the Lord, for this podcast, gave me a picture, and I saw a cloud with a hand 
out of the cloud. So if you imagine this, this little cartoon cloud and then a hand pointing through the cloud. And behind the cloud and under the cloud were a group of people running free. And they were escaping in, in an enclosed area. And inside the enclosed area were hundreds of people trapped in this place. And so I felt like the Lord wanted me to say that uh, the people that are trapped, there is an opening, and the gate has been kicked down, and the Holy Spirit is leading us free, and people are finding their escape. And those are the, the small group of people I saw running under this cloud. They had gone from bondage to freedom in the subject of money specifically, but then the Lord pointed, that finger that was pointing, was pointing at the idea of liberty. And so I would just share the difference between freedom and liberty is freedom is an escape, but liberty represents capacity. So freedom without liberty will return you back to bondage. But freedom with liberty will unlock the kingdom economy, the ability to carry more and more as God decides to bless and increase. That's his job. Our job is faithfulness, and that's where the word liberty is introduced, my definition of capacity. And I just want your people to know, man, this is actually happening right now. This isn't a something Come on. for someone else. Someday, bro, this is going on right now, and I've seen thousands of people at this point. I, I haven't actually thought to count them, but, you know, I've been teaching this both in big sessions and little one-on-ones for, gosh, 15 years, and I am watching the body of Christ escape and carry their liberty. And it's like they're not only getting out, they are staying out. And then every time God blesses that faithfulness they're demonstrating that represents that rising increase breakthrough pattern glory to glory for a kingdom that knows no decrease wow now is there some steps or is there some keys to this yeah um there's a collection of tools that i use but but you know for this podcast i would i would probably kind of Focus on the the heart and uh, explain that that the heart, a person's heart, biblically, that person's heart is very much like a blender without a lid. And everything we believe about ourselves, about money, about others, about God, everything we believe to be true lives inside this blender or is packed down inside of our heart. And money is like power being added to that blender. So what happens is the step that I would focus on here is we need to look inside our blender and find things that we are believing that are not biblically true about money, about ourselves, about God. And when you find something that is not true biblically, there's a difference there. When you find one of those, you remove it like a weed. You replace it with something biblically true that God has told you. 
and you are demonstrating a growing capacity. I love this. In other words, you're talking about being able to remove, identify and remove ungodly and unbiblical beliefs. Is that right? That's exactly right. I describe those unbiblical beliefs like little T's as compared to big T's. So I would say biblical truth is absolutely true. I would award that a big T or a capital T. But people have experienced things, and those experiences feel very true, but they may not be biblically true. So I award those ideas a little T. And I explain that capacity is, uh, if we want to visualize it, is is like removing the little T's out of our blender and replacing them with big T's and doing that from now until the Lord comes back for us as we gain and grow from glory to glory, as we grow from capacity to capacity. Oh, wow. And so now when you first started doing this, did you, uh, I assume you had to live this out in your own life, right? Oh, yeah. I had... Um, Now, looking back, I've recognized I've had a very profound poverty spirit and orphan spirit with gusts into mammon, (laughs) and and I had to uh, repair those things. I I had to change those things, because when God invited me to teach, he taught me about this blender. He said that money is a spiritual power. And power will exaggerate whatever's in your heart. So it's like going to exaggerate whatever I believe. And if there's big T's inside of my heart, that will get bigger. That's where philanthropy comes from. And generosity that is, uh, you know, generational inheritance comes out of big T's that are exaggerated by money or power, let's say. But also the little T's will get exaggerated. And that's where we see people manifest really unhealthy things. That's why I say the blender has no lid. God has designed money to turn on our blenders and make us show up what is actually down inside. So if a person continues to manifest uh, retail therapy or you know <laughs> debt cycles, or uh, self-sabotaging patterns, if, if those things are coming out, fear and uh, uh, villainy, just different things that manifest out of us, uh, different kinds of abuses and addictions, if those are coming out of your life, it's always and only because some little T is held dearly down in your heart. And God has been working hard on me saying, Stephen, you have got to be brave enough to surrender those little T's, even when you love them. Ugh. And oh, God. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, it's weird to say, but sometimes we love our lives. We just love what they do for us. And God's just standing there inviting, hey, if you want to surrender that and really let it go and put a big T in its place, uh, I'm here to help you. And I would and I, to my best ability, I can't say I'm perfect, but boy, that's what I know God has clearly been working me through for the last oh, 15 years or so. Yeah. 
Now, uh, I've gone through this, and, you know, God will use money. He'll use it to bless you, and he'll use it to get you closer to him. And most people don't realize that. You know, there's a pattern there. It's what you're talking about, which is capacity. But he will do it. I've had, I tell you, like the Apostle Paul said, I know what it's like. You know, I know what it's like to have a lot, and I know what it's like to have none. And, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I actually had to walk through this process, my wife and I. And right when we were launching our first ministry, when, right before we went to plant our first church in 98, so this is right around the time when you were talking 96, God was bringing this revelation Right back then, and we were living in the San Francisco Bay Area, my wife was a marriage family therapist, and she noticed that most of the people, this is back in the 90s, you know, most of the people coming in her office for therapy, and she's a Christian therapist, but most of them had money issues. Almost, you know, 95%, this MFCC is saying, hey, you know what, they have money issues. And so she went and got some training at the time. There wasn't a lot out there. Not a financial counselor, or, or uh, I mean, not a financial uh, coach or consultant, or but but a financial therapist, kind of, you know. And she was looking for this thing, and we it That's was amazing. just coming out. In fact, her first her first business was called Financial Renewal because it came out right in '98, right wow. around Renewal, and uh, and so you know we haven't been doing it a number of years, but we did kind of cut our teeth back in the '90s about learning. <laughs> new things about changing behaviors, getting rid of those ungodly beliefs that you call the little T's, right? Is that what they are? Uh And then replacing them with the big ones. And I wish it was overnight. I wish we would add your book or something. I I wish I had it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so what I'm saying, this is in the spirit right now, folks. And so what God wants to do is accelerate people by grabbing a hold of what Stephen did and suffered for a long time ago, learned the hard way, and be able to stand on his shoulders and get to your destiny much, much more quickly. And so this is a process that he's doing, and I felt like there's still some revelation to be released here, Stephen. Absolutely. I I feel that there is um, probably the, the key I would interject right here is the understanding that you can recognize the nature of your lies. Uh, You see, the things you believe sometimes are masked to us. We don't understand they are lies because we learn them and they feel very true. So we hold those like treasure. And Jesus was very clear that out of your heart, the treasure that you hold Evil and good will come from that. It, both evil and good coming out of the heart are both coming out of this treasure room. This is what I would say is, how do you know when you are holding fast to a lie? And the answer is, again, in Scripture, you have to judge it by its fruit. So imagine a little tea planted back when you were a child. That thing has, through time rooted and grown mature and is now bearing fruit that you can recognize its nature. And if you see fruit in your life, and this is where we can just start pointing at things like cycles that are broken, patterns of fear, debt accumulation, uh, the, the inability to master money. If these 
bad fruits are in your life, you can ask the Holy Spirit. This isn't a secret I hold. This is what God does. He is a deliverer by definition, and he will tell you where you learned that lie. God, where did I learn that? And when he shows you that, ask him to remove it and replace it with truth. And you ask him, God, what do you say is true? And that exchange is like, it's like a bomb in the spirit for breaking loose of broken cycles. Yeah, and also, I guess we could just use Bible verses as well, right? Use decrees and, and, and things like that. Absolutely, man. One of the most powerful verses uh, that I just can't get enough of is 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1. That says that we would be known by others as stewards of God's secrets. It's an amazing reference to our assignment as believers to carry mysteries in demonstration in a way that amazes the world. I call that amazement, that ability to amaze the world, an evangelism of jealousy. You see, this is our calling with money, to make the world jealous for our wisdom and capacity. This isn't about money. This is about our ability to thrive in any environment. And that is what the world's looking for, authentic wealth, authentic thriving. And when we demonstrate that, they will be jealous. How do you do that? And our answer is, he has a name. His name is Jesus. And this is that evangelism that comes from stewardship. So that 1 Corinthians 4 verse 1 just is an anthem to me to talk about, wow, this is why I am alive. This is why I should be stewarding and carrying and growing my capacity. This is our identity in Christ. Yeah, you know what's so wild is I decree verses every day, and I use them actually, like you're saying, is I, I use them when I find an area in my life that needs to be changed. I find a Bible verse and begin to replace it with that. Well, I just added 1 Corinthians 4, 1 to my morning prayer decrees <laughs> just, just this month, actually. And so I started to begin to decree that God would, if you go on, actually, he'll show you mysteries. Uh, you know, he will Absolutely. show you mysteries. Uh, and um, that was in my prophetic word that I released for the month of August, is that we need to decree some verses right now in whatever the area of your life that you have need in, whether it's debt, whether it's any area of brokenness. And I know that's what Stephen's talking about here. It's not just money. It's the areas of brokenness where you need the full capacity of the Lord, that you can Come on. get some verses, that you can begin to decree them. You just get honest with the Lord and get some help. One thing that uh, that I've noticed is that there is a pattern to the enemy attacking us. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I've, um, I've got another set of tools that talk about the uh, strategies that the enemy works on us in the subject of money. And that's where I kind of break apart the poverty system and the mammon system. Those two I consider like twins. 
and they have a parent that we need to deal with down in our heart. This parent spirit, if you can imagine, poverty and mammon are like puppets, and we can go and fight those puppets. We can, we can wrestle them. We can cast them out. We can do all these things, but they will remain powerful until we sever the root of their puppet master, and that, I believe, is the orphan spirit. And this takes us around to Romans 8.15, Galatians 4.1-5, this idea of the gospel that brought us out of a place of slavery and into sonship, daughtership, into an heir status with God. And this is the gospel, and this is what Paul teaches powerfully through you know, Romans and the epistles. and But yeah, I think uh, there are enemy strategies, but they are they have no power when you sever the orphan parent. Yeah, wow. You know, a lot of people come to me as a prophet. They want me to prophesy because they've heard that, you know, I've given prophetic words. I know one specific one was to a guy who netted a million dollars. He grew four times his business, and there's others. Prophetic words like that. They were strategies. And people want me to give those to them. But, you know, that's not the way it usually works in the kingdom. It's got to fall on good soil. It's like Matthew 13, where Jesus talks about seed going out. And if it goes on, if it gets fallen on the, uh, like the path, it'll get trampled over. Or if it it springs up too quick and you get too excited, it, it just won't bear fruit. It's the same thing with these types of strategies that the Lord wants to release you need to be able to fall on good soil. And what I'm hearing with Stephen here is how to make good soil in your life so that when the seeds of the Lord come, they can bear fruit. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly right. I just agree with that word. And I just want to, with you, I want to prophesy to the people that are listening uh, uh, just a spirit of hope. You, you, you have to believe God is continually planting, and there's a promise in Genesis that a seed will produce after its own kind, after its nature. So if you plant big T truth from the Bible, it will bear its good fruit. It can't bear bad fruit. So for people, sometimes they forget that, and I just release hope. I mean, ferocious courage you can do this. This is your portion. As a follower of Christ, this is your portion, and you can find a breakthrough pattern. Yeah, Lord, we come into agreement right now. And Lord, uh, I just thank you for Stephen and and, uh, his message. I thank you, Lord, that this is going to fall on good soil. And I know that it's not for everyone that's listening, but I felt the Lord and he started to move on your heart. Many people that are listening started to move on your heart about a new strategy for you because you've been trying something that's not working, but now there's something new for this season that's coming right now. So we want to come into agreement with that on earth as it is in heaven. Now, as a prophetic person, I now call down those strategies of healing. I call down wow. those strategies of, of healing a, the capacity of our heart. And I come into agreement with the revelation you've given this amazing brother and father in the Lord. I come into agreement on earth as it is in heaven. 
and ask now, Lord, that you download these things, that you begin to bring light to the areas of darkness and that you bring wisdom, revelation, and understanding. Unlock the mysteries in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Tell us uh, how we can follow you or any types of, uh, you know, what what do you have that's going to help people? Well, I've got some uh, free stuff. If people want to check some of those things out, I have uh, I have a Facebook page called Stephen K. De Silva Ministries, and there's just a ton of Facebook lives I've done. So uh, Stephen is my first name with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, K as in kite, and the last name De Silva, D-E-S-I-L-V-A, and then the word ministries. That's my Facebook page, and that's where you can access just uh, over a year's worth of little Facebook Live things. I, I broadcast every Monday at 12 o'clock Pacific Daylight Time, and uh, just talk about whatever's going on. I've done a series on home finances. I've done a bunch of stuff on uh, identity and purpose, and... Um, very practical things. So there's kind of a cool little library of things people can check out. I also have a website with that same name, stephenkdsilva.com. And on there, there's some free stuff, and there's uh, my books and manuals, and there's a master course I offer. There's just a bunch of things that people can get. What I'd like to do, there's a, a little ebook I've put together. It's very small, but it's around the identification of lies and uh, an example of a biblical truth, in other words, little t's and big t's, and it's categorized by different types of strategies of the enemy, fear, self-hate, those kinds of things. And uh, I would like to give that to you, to give to your audience, if they're interested, that'll give them a little guide to kind of walk through and look inside their own blender and see if they can't identify some little little T's and get those things out. Yeah, great. Now, is that on your website? Uh, it is there now, but I could also share it with you, however you want to uh Yeah, just go to, actually, go to, go to Stephen's website, and you can download it there, and then um, possibly we could have that available on the podcast page on DougAddison.com, because we transcribe these and offer that as well, so we could take a look about that as well. That sounds really powerful, yeah. but you do some personal coaching too, right? Yeah, I do. I uh, I do a financial sozo. Uh, I also do purpose train coaching, and then I do some home finance advising and coaching. And that subject area is called prosperous home. So yeah. those are those are things people schedule online and show up with me and I rant and rave for an hour or so and we, we get a lot of good stuff done. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I know someone that went through one of your personal financial sozo type of then sozo is a ministry that if you don't know sozo ministry, it's a healing ministry that like uh, emotional, financial, all this stuff could be brought through this healing ministry. And I know someone that went through it and just bought a house. And just and so I just know that there's fruit coming out of this. You know, it, it releases you to be able to have that greater capacity so that the Lord can come and fill you. And I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Stephen, for taking time to be on the podcast. 
Oh my gosh, it's such a privilege, Doug. I've watched you for a long time and appreciated you always. So it's a real honor just to be here and contribute to your community. Thank yeah, you. we love you. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what God's going to do next. Okay, everybody, thanks so much. See you soon. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.